Fitting breast cancer into our life is never part of the plan. In this episode, we talk about the need for slowing down to create the space to heal. Hi, I'm Maggie. And I'm Dina. And this is the show where we get real and raw about breast cancer, the fear, the love, the changes, the surprising gifts, and the celebrations in it all. At the end of the episode, we will be asking you to share your real and raw insight from this conversation. Are you ready to dive into today's episode? Today, we will hear more about Maggie and get to know a few things about her and her experience. But before we get to that, I'm going to provide a trigger warning for anyone that may not be ready to hear the real and the raw and need more time before hearing other people's experience in breast cancer. If you are not in a place to listen today, my friend, Please exit the show now and take care of you and come back anytime that you are ready. For those of you in a place to explore and listen, let's dive in. Maggie, it's been such a pleasure to get to know you since we met in February of 2022. It's our one year anniversary. (laughs) Can't believe it's already a year. It's been an amazing year. Yes, it has. And I truly would love our listeners today to get to know a little bit more about you. So can you please share some of your story beyond the cancer first, as we will get to to know you more and more in just a little bit. So where did you grow up? Well, I grew up born and raised Minnesota. And I actually have lived here all of my five decades. (laughs) I grew up in a place about 15 minutes from where I live now. When I went to college, I went college two hours north and came right back to (laughs) where I grew up. And I love Minnesota because I love that we have four seasons. I just don't love the the winter season. Yes, I, I've never been to Minnesota and I know that there is a lot of sun, snow. And for someone who originally was born and raised in New York, I understand the snow. But can you just do me one little favor? Of course. Can you say the state that you're from? Minnesota. <laughs> I know we all talk about our accents and whatnot, but I just I just love hearing it. <laughs> Why didn't Minnesota, eh? Okay, my next question for you is what are some of the roles you have had or are currently holding in life right now? Okay, so the roles that I play, primary ones, mother, wife, daughter, sister, aunt, friend, and grandma, I have four beautiful grandbabies, so that's kind of fun. 
Um, and and those are primarily the the roles that I play as it relates to with others. But I also would say I've always played this role of a personal development junkie. I love all things personal development. And for me, it's always been about learning and always been about exploring. And so I feel like that is an important role worth mentioning as well. And in the future, we'll get into some other roles. (laughs) But for now, those are the primary ones. Can you give us a quick one- example of personal development that you do? Um, well, I love to go, I'm, I'm very spiritual and love to go to conferences that help me learn more about and explore more about my spirituality. Um, but also just, uh, learning more ways to, you know, all of the, the, the personal development, um, assessments you can take about, your personality or your tendencies or your characteristics. And I just, I love things like podcasts and things that I find very, very chock full of insights and wisdom like Glennon Doyle's We Can Do Hard Things, Brene Brown, Mel Robbins, all of those things. So, Yes, yes, that is is so true. They are a lot of different, what I would call gurus out there when it comes to personal development. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's fantastic. So what do you like to do for fun or what do you love to do for fun? Mm. What I love to do is something that, as we talked about in last episode, dancing, we will go dancing at some point. And I, like you, have never cared about who's on the dance floor. If the, if a song comes on, <laughs> I'm on the dance floor and I actually have to be careful because once I'm on the dance floor, it's hard for me to get off. So if I'm on a time frame or something like that, it's yeah, I, my, my husband's always like, no, 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 let's not, let's not go there because I'll never get you off the dance floor. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I feel the same way. I yeah. truly do. I get on there and that's it. My husband says the same thing. There she goes again. <laughs> well, and think about it. It brings us so much joy, right? So it's like one of those things where you you lose track of time and which mm-hmm. is a true measure of your feeling joy, right? Absolutely. Um, so- I also love to travel with my hubby, with my daughter, with my family. Um, I like <sighs> to go somewhere warm in the winter <laughs> um, and then go to the cabin um, in the other seasons. I love to be in nature. And I think that was one of yours as well. I just love to be outside and I love to be in, on, or by water. That's like my treasured place. I love it. That's great. Oh, so many different things that you do. And that's wonderful. I will add quickly too. I do love to play games. I love games like Pictionary and not... I, I just board games, card games. I love games. And we grew up doing that with my, my dad would always get a game at Christmas and we play games. So I love that too. Wow. It's the family time. Those are the memories to, to treasure without mm-hmm. a doubt. Okay. So let's get into something that might be, a, I would say real and raw right now. When and where were you when you got the call And what was your diagnosis? All right. So 
it's interesting because mine is sort of twofold. The the first the first thing I remember was I was actually at an appointment at the breast clinic when they called me back for a biopsy. Mm-hmm. And right then and there, the doctor told me there is a 95% chance you have breast cancer, which I was surprised wow. by because I assumed they would wait. And she said, I've seen a lot of these. I'm 95% sure. And when she looked at me and she said, you are, you're very calm. Are you okay? Like she was thinking something might be wrong because I was just looking so calm and I didn't have questions. I didn't tear up. I didn't, I think my initial reaction was one of shock. I think it was one of maybe disbelief. But I also walked out of there and I I kid you not, and I look back and wonder how, but I walked out of there feeling like it's going to be okay. And maybe I saw myself in that 5%. I don't have it, right? So I went home a couple days later is when I got the call. I was home alone, working from home. And they asked me, they called, they asked me to sit down. I was sitting in my favorite chair recliner chair in the living room. And she told me, and that is when it really hit me. So they said, you have triple positive invasive ductal carcinoma in your right breast. And then as you well know, Dina, then it was, we need you to come back immediately for, and it's like the things you have to come back for the things you got to schedule. It's like, you know, get the, get additional tests. I actually had to get an additional MRI led biopsy because they found a couple other things that lit up on the, on the um, initial MRI. So I had to go in for that. And um, yeah, it was, it was overwhelming. It was, it was all they, you know, that, that whole phrase about, it's like the whole world shrunk. Exactly. And it was just sitting there alone wondering similar to you like how in the hell am I going to tell my daughter how am I going to tell my husband Mm -hmm. so wow it's amazing on when you get that call all the things that go on in your mind and in your body as well Mm -hmm. you know people don't realize that yes it's emotional it's mental but what does the physical body do as well at that moment? Right. Right. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. Mm-hmm. What was one of the biggest challenges you faced in your healing journey? For me, the biggest challenge, and of course this evolved as, as we both know, but it's like the biggest challenge throughout was really creating the space to heal because I was already living such a busy, I'm doing air quotes here, the busy Mm -hmm. life. uh, And it meant slowing down. And how was I going to find the time to slow down? Because I always think of it as I was a light switch. I was either on go, 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 or off meant I was sleeping. And those were my two modes. So for me, it was really figuring out, oh boy, how am I going to now create the space in my life to slow down and take care of my health? Right. 
I would love for the for our listeners to hear. Tell us one thing that you did to slow down. Oh boy. Meditation was one of my first changes. And I'd always experimented with meditation. I, I wouldn't say I had a routine practice, but I loved to do it. And so right. that was one that was my first go-to. And I would just every morning go to that practice. That would be a, a morning ritual for me to sit in quiet. And especially in the three seasons other than winter on the deck, <laughs> was listening to the birds and being outdoors was heaven and sitting on the deck and giving myself the gift of that time was game changer for me. Wow. That's just, it's very important to look inward when we're doing those kinds of things. And that's something to celebrate without a doubt. Yes, definitely. Definitely. We have a lot more to cover in the episodes ahead, but as we want to keep these episodes short for our listeners, let's wrap up today with you sharing an early win that you celebrated in your healing journey. Okay, this is kind of a fun one because at the time I had no idea what I was doing. But when I got the call, like I was telling you, in my favorite recliner, I hung up and felt all the feels, right? I sat with yes. the emotion. I cried. I, I I just was beside myself for a while. But then I grabbed a piece of paper and I mapped out my journey. I started wow. to map out. I needed to see when was my end date because I wanted that in mind. So I, I had a bunch of question marks. I had a bunch of unknowns because I didn't know the plan yet. But I started to map things out. And here's the funny part. My get it. Okay. So my diagnosis was November 20th of no November of 2020. Mm-hmm. And I said my end date was going to be March 4th of 21. I was giving myself, you know, a very unrealistic timeline. So the funny part is when I went to talk to the surgeon and have the conversation about the plan, she told me it's going to be a year and a half journey. And I was like, um, that's not going to work for me. (laughs) And I gave her my end date to which she chuckled, but here's where the, here's where the wind comes in. She said, I think by that date, we could have it be your get it out of you date. That's when we can target surgery and Mm -hmm. then you'll have more treatment. So actually I officially got it out of me only a few weeks after my end date that I had had in mind, even though I had to do another, you know, set of radiation and chemo and everything after surgery. So that was like my, I was, I, I called that a win because it really set the stage for my mindset of targeting, putting intentional focus on the end, the end game. Right. Because as we all know, when you set a goal or a target date, we seem to think about it. We visualize it Mm -hmm. and it nine times out of 10, it comes true. That was amazing. Oh, thank you for that. 
Thank you for all that you opened up about and shared with us today, Maggie. We have a lot more to ask you in our upcoming episodes and can't wait to learn more from your experience. Thank you all for listening today. Please join us again next week and don't forget to share your wins this week. Thank you for joining us. We hope you found value in today's episode. And remember to share your real and raw insights with us by going to healinsideandout.com where you can also find additional information and resources.